are just too hard to figure out or too big to handle. But you know, God is very wise and he's bigger than any problem you might have. So trust him, not just with your head, but with your heart. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible in Living Sound. Now Jeremiah the prophet stood in the court of the Lord's temple and spoke to the people. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I will bring upon Jerusalem and all Judah the evil that has been foretold, because ye have hardened your hearts and have not hearkened unto my commandments. False and lying words! Jerusalem shall not fall! It will remain forever! Yes, it will fall! Jerusalem will last forever! What goes on here? Just a minute, Your Highness. Please quiet down. Keep quiet! The princes from the royal palace are here. Now, Your Highness, may I ask you to repeat your question? I ask what goes on here. This man speaks words of treason, saying that Jerusalem shall become desolate. You're positive he said these things? I am a priest, Your Highness, and speak only truth. Besides, these people all heard it. People of Judah! You heard this man who calls himself a prophet of God. Did he not say that our king, our city, our country would come to an end? Yes. 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 Treason! Yes. If I ever heard yes. of him, 
Your Highness, this man committed treason. He should die. The Lord sent me to speak against this city, as ye have heard. Change your evil ways and obey the Lord your God, and he will not bring destruction upon you or your cities. As for me, I am in your hand. Do with me as seemeth good and meet unto you. Maybe he does speak words of truth. He certainly speaks with authority, without fear. He has the courage of truth. I say, harm him not. Let him go. A priest, I... I think this man is right. At least, it would be unwise right at the moment to harm Jeremiah. He's guilty of treason. Put him to death. No, he shall not be put to death. Is that understood? Yes, your highness. Yet another time, Jeremiah stood in the temple court prophesying the doom of Judah. Instead of bringing repentance, Jeremiah's words aroused the anger of Pashur, a priest in the uh, temple. Smite that man! Uh, Place him in the stocks at the gate called Benjamin, that he may be disgraced before all the people. God, is Jeremiah still in the stocks? Yes, Your Grace. Did he give you any trouble? None, Your Grace. Uh, remove him from the stocks and bring him here to me. I trust Thy you... name is no longer Pasher, but fear. For thus saith the Lord, Thou and all that dwell in thine house shall go into captivity, and thou shalt come to Babylon, and there shalt thou die, and shall be buried there, thou and all thy friends to whom thou hast prophesied lies. Take him back to prison! And King Jehoiakim ended his reign over Judah in disgrace, rejected of heaven, unloved by the people, and despised by the rulers of Babylon. His son Jehoiakim became king, ruling Judah for only three months and ten days. And he too ended his reign in disgrace and captivity. Then did Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, place Zedekiah on the throne of Judah. For a while, King Zedekiah chose to pay allegiance to Nebuchadnezzar. Finally, Zedekiah rebelled, and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem to besiege it. Scribe, lackey, guards, Jeremiah, someone, anyone, come and help me. Long live the king. I humbly beg his majesty's permission to speak. Who are you? I'm a son of one of the prophets. What do you want? His majesty just called for Jeremiah. He's in the outer chamber, sir. He was sneaking out of the city, but I stopped him and have brought him hither to thee, O king. Long live the king. The words he speaks, O king, are untrue. For many years I have been a faithful witness for God. And now as Jerusalem is about to pass into the hands of the Babylonians, my work is done. I was leaving, hoping only to pass my remaining years in peace. He lies, your majesty. He was trying to leave to join the Babylonian army against his own people. Treason! I have no choice but to agree. Do unto him what you wish. <laughs> Thank you, your majesty. Guards, bring the so-called prophet and follow me to the house of the keeper of the prison. <laughs> Is the prophet still in prison? Yes, your majesty. I wish to talk to him. Get him. Bring him hither. Secretly. Long live the king. Uh, Jeremiah, Nebuchadnezzar and his army approached Jerusalem. I, uh, I, I've been thinking... Perhaps you are chosen of God to be his prophet. I, uh, uh, is there, 
Is there a chance for us? There is none, O king. The Lord hath revealed unto me that thou shalt surely be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. Oh, what a sad day for Judah. O king, what have I done against thee that ye keep me in prison? I have spoken only the truth about Babylon and Judah. Other prophets spoke pleasant but vain things, saying that the king of Babylon shall not come up against thee or against Jerusalem. But events have proved them to be false prophets. Therefore, O king, do not return me to the prison lest I die there. Guards! Back to the prison with him! From the prison, Jeremiah continued to serve God by urging the people to yield to the Babylonian demands and thus save many lives. This enraged the princes so much that they demanded and received permission from the king to do unto Jeremiah as they saw fit. Into the dungeon he goes. <laughs> I'm here. I am here with 30 men by permission of the king to take you out from this filthy dungeon. We'll drop ropes to you, tie them under your arms, and we'll soon have you out. Thou art truly a friend, Ebed Melech, and the Lord shall surely deliver thee from the evil that shall soon befall Jerusalem. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. with my daily diary for health class, reporting what I did today to keep myself healthy. Today I ate an apple. Yes, yes, I know. Eating an apple each day doesn't make you healthy. But when I ate that apple, I didn't eat something that would make me unhealthy. I didn't eat candy. I didn't eat something with a lot of fat in it, like a piece of meat or foods made with a bunch of butter or oil. 
I didn't eat refined foods like white rice or white flour that don't have anything healing in them. So eating an apple is only part of the picture. What I didn't eat is just as important. I also ate a lot of fruits and vegetables. These foods have a ton of healing stuff in them, like vitamins, nutrients, and complex carbohydrates. I learned in class that complex carbohydrates, which are found in whole plant foods, are a lot healthier than simple carbohydrates, like those found in refined foods. So I eat mostly whole foods, like fruits and vegetables, not refined foods that come in cans or packages. How does this make me healthy? Well, many of my friends are kind of fat. Okay, they're very fat. Fat isn't healthy. But because I eat mostly whole foods, I'm not fat. Because I'm not giving my body anything to turn into fat, like all those calories or fatty foods. My body has the foods it needs to stay healthy and nothing more. So when you see me eating an apple, don't just say, hey, Kim is eating an apple. Instead say, hey, look, Kim isn't eating sugary candies or foods with a lot of fat in them. See what I mean? God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Have you ever thought about how God felt as he watched Jesus slowly carry his cross up Calvary's hill? Think of the love he had for us to let his only son die for our sins. Doesn't it make you want to love God more? 1 John 4 verses 19 and 10. We love him because he first loved us. And this is love, that He loved us and sent His Son. We love Him. We love Him. Because He first loved us. We love Him. We love Him. Because He first loved us. And this is love, that He loved us and sent.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 4, SOS. I didn't know that much stuff could fit in there, Grandpa said as he watched the pile in Willie's lap growing higher. What are you looking for? Willie sighed. Oh, Grandpa, I was so sure Jesus had given me a good idea, but you don't have a flashlight. Willie's voice sounded almost like a wail. Sure, I have a flashlight. It's right here under the dash. With some effort, Grandpa reached under the dashboard and brought out the large green flashlight held there by a magnet. Now, what do you want this for? Grandpa asked. It's daylight out. But it won't be daylight tonight, Willie said, happily pushing the flash button on the flashlight. Did you forget, Grandpa? We know the Morse code. Grandpa slowly stroked his chin and said, Yes, I guess I did. You're right. Jesus did give you a good idea. I've been worrying about our headlights facing away from the road, and here you thought of the flashlight. Good thinking. I thought of using the horn to get someone's attention, but I tried it, and it doesn't work. Willie held up his hand. Listen, Grandpa, he said in a whisper. Hear that? Off in the distance, they could hear the sound of a motor. One thing for sure, Grandpa said, they won't be driving on that road above. That landslide must have made a huge mess of the road. During the afternoon, Willie and Grandpa talked quietly. Both were waiting for the sun to go down so they could send light signals. Two more times, they heard motors in the distance. Willie noticed one motor getting louder. He and Grandpa looked at each other as the sound became a roar. Grandpa's eyebrows went up. His eyes were wide open. Willie's heart beat a little faster. Through the trees, he could see a small plane coming toward them. His hands curled into fists. His muscles tightened. Please, Jesus, he prayed, make them see us. The plane came nearer. It passed directly over the car. Then he and Grandpa watched it disappear. Willie had to fight to keep from crying. Finally, Grandpa spoke up again. Say, did you see a big safety pin in that glove compartment? I sure could use one. Willie noticed that Grandpa still cradled his left arm. I don't remember, Willie said as he opened it up and began to pull the paper and maps out again. Here's one, he said, holding it out to Grandpa. What are you going to do with it? You'll have to do it for me, Grandpa said. Can you manage to pin the cuff of my sleeve to my shirt pocket? Pin it here where I'm holding it. It'll make sort of a sling. Then my arm won't hurt so much. Ah, that's much better. Dear Jesus, Willie prayed in his thoughts, we do need to be rescued. I'll send the signals when it gets dark. Won't you please send someone to see them? Willie picked up his water bottle and took a sip. Grandpa looked at him with concern. Willie, Grandpa said slowly, better take it easy on the water. It's all we've got. We might need some for tomorrow, if, if no one comes. If only I could climb down out of this car and out of the tree, Willie said, I could get us some water. It's not far. I can hear the river. Oh, Grandpa, if only I could walk. Well, boy, Grandpa said, your legs may not work, but your brain sure does. And with Jesus helping, there'll be no stopping you. Now, don't you worry. We just need to be careful with our food and water, just in case. About the time the first stars came out, Willie began to feel a sense of excitement. What message should I send, he asked himself. Oh, yeah, SOS. That's the distress signal. Let's see. Three dots, three dashes, three dots. Three short flashes, three long flashes, three short flashes. That won't be too hard. Well, it looks like it's dark enough now, don't you think? Grandpa said at last. Let's pray first. Okay, Willie said. I'll do it. Dear Jesus, we're going to do our part now. Will you please send someone to look this way and find us? Thank you for being here with us. Amen. Amen, Grandpa added. 
Then he reached awkwardly to the left side of the dashboard with his right hand and turned on the car lights. Only one light came on. It lighted up the tree trunk right in front of them, making eerie shadows in the branches. Willie held the flashlight out the window, pointing it up the hill behind them. His thumb on the flasher button, he sent, dit 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 da dit 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 da dit dit dit. He flashed the SOS about twenty times. Please, Jesus, he prayed silently. Let someone see it. Please, Jesus. He strained his ears to hear sounds, any sounds that might mean rescue. Once he thought he heard a motor. After a brief rest for his thumb, he started sending the message again. Then he heard a car horn. It sounded far away, but it kept up. Suddenly, Willie grabbed for the pencil and paper in the glove compartment. Are you, he wrote. The horn stopped a moment. Willie stared at the paper. He soon realized he had heard only the last part of the message. When it began again, Willie was ready to copy all the sounds. His hand shook and his breath came in short puffs as he heard, Dit, da, dit, 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 da, dit, da, dit, 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 da. And he copied W-H-O-R-U. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 8, The Rock Slide Rescue, written by Sandy Zaug, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.